Hey, Jack, what time is the game this weekend? Ooh, I don't know. I don't have a watch. You don't, you say? I don't. I know where you can get one. That is at LaTerrain.com. They have some of the best watches out there. Really? Yeah, and if you put O-T-O-P in the discount code, you can get 10% off. 10%? Yeah. For a watch? Exactly. That's a lot of dough. L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. That's LaTerrain.com. This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a Bandit Radio production. It's Texas A&M week on One Team, One Podcast, as we will break down the game and tell you why we hate the Aggies. I showed you what the GOAT was last year when we beat y'all 50-7. to seven. Let's go! One team! One team! Relax, big boy. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. Team, one podcast? Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. One team, one Welcome back, guys. One team, one podcast, episode 45. 45. Michael Divinity. <laughs> Deion Jones. Ooh, That's a better one. So that I is a you. good one. I Debo. You. I won. All right, guys. We have a lot to talk about. I feel like we it's another time where we haven't... I feel like we haven't talked in a while, me and you. Um, no. We've texted a lot. Yeah. Um, tweeted a lot. Tweeted a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, listen, I listened to your, uh, your little My your negative little Nancy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was we we did case of the Mondays. It'll be my Monday morning negative. Um, I can just get it all out of my system because I guess I can tell you this: since I recorded that, um, I'm feeling a little bit more positive. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. I, I think it's just it's like a therapy you let session. Let go of your demons. It's a therapy session. I was actually so I was with uh, I was with I was watching the game with my mom, mm-hmm. your sister, um, and. She was, saying, she was saying, like, the difference between me and you is that I, when I'm watching the game, I scream my ass off at the TV, mm-hmm. and I let all my demons out. I hold it in. Right then and there. And I think, yeah, you let it fester inside I let it you. sit in me. And that's why and now, two months after the Mississippi State game, you're I still cannot, very upset about I it. I still can't uh, <laughs> let go that Brennan was a scared little boy in the pocket at the first <laughs> see, half of the Mississippi State game. See, I've, I've completely State let that go. <sighs> I can I'll... I've, I've accepted. All right, I'm a natural <laughs> pessimist, and like I think, and I'm very skeptical of people. And I think you're the opposite. You're an optimist. You you like to see the positive things of people first. I don't know if I'm an optimist. I'd say I'm just more optimistic than you are, because I'm also I'm more pessimistic than the typical LSU fan. Okay. At the same time. Right. Like okay. I see yeah, a yeah. lot of what you say, but I also see a lot of what they say. I'm somewhere in the middle. So I got all of my little demons out, like you say. Um, I, it's, so something interesting on the day of the game, you texted me and you said, <laughs> I think, uh, I think you need to, uh, accept that this is just not a very good team. And I think once you accept that and stop trying I, to, I said that to you. Yeah. You said that to me. <laughs> and once you stop trying to just be positive all the time, it's going to be a lot easier on you. Oh. What, and, <laughs> what, if you just, the let, first thing I thought yeah. was, I mean, clearly if you I just know that the club is coming to hit you <laughs> upside the head, uh, it's a lot easier to take the club 
the bruntness of right. the force. But, but what's interesting about it is that I clearly had lower expectations than you did. Oh, yeah, I was a 10 and 0 guy. <laughs> I was 10 and 0 before the well, season. Well, I mean, started. just going into the Arkansas game. Because I was I was pretty I was pretty pleased with what I saw and you were you were not for the Arkansas game right yeah yeah, yeah. so let's talk about that yeah um, twenty seven twenty four uh, T J Finley uh, all right so let me just start with my positives yeah. um, and you kind of mentioned this on Twitter the other day and it started making me really think about it the freshman players that we have on this team that are getting really good playing time and a lot of experience and they're like studs. Um, TJ Finley, uh, Jare Jenkins. I think Jare Jenkins is going to end up being a superstar here, but by the time he leaves, like, and I've yeah. mentioned this today, I, it, it reminds me of DJ Chark, where DJ Chark came in, he wasn't as heralded as the other wide receivers, and he ends up being the best wide yeah. receiver on the team by the end of the time he was there. Sure. Um, you got, um, uh, uh, Butte, yeah, Coy Moore, um, you just listing off freshmen, or you listing off just freshmen, receivers? just freshmen. Uh, you um, got, I mean, obviously Eric Gilbert. Eric Gilbert, sorry, yeah. I mean, so that's yeah. that it's was a, one of my top. It's hard lines. to even think of him as a freshman. Anymore. Eric Gilbert needs ten targets a game at least. Yeah, and you took you heard Coach O talking about that all last week too. He's like, we need to get Eric Gilbert the ball. We need to get Eric. And Gilbert we got the him ball. the ball some, but right. Still not enough in my mind. Yeah, um, I, I just I want to see him go vertical a little bit more. I do I, too. I, I love watching him on the little ten yard like. Like, it's guaranteed we're going to get the first down when he runs those little routes and we throw it to him. Well, but as far as game plan goes... I, was, I want him to stretch the field. I, know, I, I, know I want everybody to stretch the field. Yeah. Um, and I understand the whole, like, your offensive line is is not as yeah. good as it and used to be last year and all I that kind of stuff. towards the end of the game, the offensive line actually started playing pretty well. Well, that's because we were playing a depleted Arkansas team that only yeah. had six defensive linemen. And they were dropping eight a lot. Which I yeah. I can't figure out why teams are dropping eight on us. Well, I, I, you saw what Ar- Auburn did. They, yeah, I mean, Mississippi they, State did this though. Auburn Auburn shot up the field and it worked really well against the freshmen. I think two things worked. Um, dropping eight like Mississippi State did against Brennan confused the hell out of them because they were jumping in the passing lanes. Yeah, and I guess that's what people are seeing. And three guys are still getting pressure because your offensive line is weak. Um, and that happened again against Arkansas. We st- they still had pressure with three sometimes. Right, but what I'm saying is that like when when Auburn tried to force oh Auburn pressure, just, I here I think here's I my it's just I mean our offensive line couldn't handle it and TJ Finley couldn't handle it. Here's that. the difference in my opinion um, is Auburn at and I understand Arkansas should have beaten Auburn, but Arkansas was depleted. Yeah, no, I, I'm with Auburn you. is at a different level. Auburn's than a better team than Arkansas, even though they should have lost. Than any other team that we played. Wait, Auburn's better than any other team we yes. played? Yeah, I agree. And yeah. now you're about to get to the the real brunt of the schedule where these guys, these, these are real teams with real depth and real players. Um, I think it's gonna more it's going to look more like the Auburn game now than it did the Missouri game or anything else. Um, I think you're going to have a problem with running the ball. Um, I, well, think I think a big p- problem uh, is that, I mean, I just don't think the timing of the offense is right without Miles Brennan. And I just, with a freshman quarterback, the timing is just going to be off and you're not going to be able to do all the things that you were doing with Brennan. No, I get it. Um, um, I think that's a big thing. So, all right. So here, here is my thoughts on the Arkansas game. Um, I've, and we'll get back to kind of what I did on that case of Mondays, which was the time of possession battle 
I understand. I've I've said this before many a times that time of possession is a misleading stat, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's not a misleading stat. I, okay. Sometimes it makes sense. I, what I don't think you're acknowledging about the time of possession, it, like I agree, the offense is trying. And it's to not just time of possession, long. but it's also total plays compared to the other team's total sure. plays. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think a big thing with the time of possession is because it shows how the defense was playing. It was either we were getting a quick stop sure. or Arkansas was getting a quick score. So we were just That's, taking what, that they, was every what they were drive. giving us, basically. Right. So that means Arkansas was never driving the ball on us, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, sure. But, yeah. if they, but if we weren't getting a stop, we were giving up a long bomb. Right. You know? So, I mean, it was quick quick drives. Quick it drives. Remind, the defense, they still had 13 drives. That's still a lot of drives. Yeah, the defense reminded me of Auburn, the Auburn game. It just yeah, didn't have the ball as long. Right. The – we got stops at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, and uh, you want me to tell you what happened? All of a sudden, the other team made adjustments and figured it out, and floodgates opened. Yeah. That's what happens. Right. Um, and this game, all this game does for me, and I'm glad you won, and a win is a win. I get all that. But all this does is it makes me start thinking about, okay, the next game, and the next game, and the next game. Right. And are what are we going to do to adjust to those teams? Because, and I've said this before, if you play with that game plan again, you're not going to win another game. You're not going to do it. Um, This was the game that you could win, and the only reason why you won this game is because you didn't have Rakeem Boyd in the game. You you had six defensive linemen for Arkansas. If that was a healthy Arkansas team, we don't, don't, in my opinion, we don't win the game. Okay. I, I think there's a couple things I want to say to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the floodgates kind of opened in the second half, but they didn't open as much as I thought they would, especially without our top two corners. So t- 10 thought, points given up, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. it was 10 so points, I think. Yeah. yeah, and that was the vast majority of the second mm-hmm. half. Um, I, if you would have told me before the game that for the entire second half we weren't going to have Stingley and Ricks, I would have assumed Arkansas scored 31 points in the second half. Sure. Um, but Jay Ward came in. He played mm, better than he has. gave up a bad play, and he then he had he had a and couple he, of I mean, good yeah, plays. He, he right, basically won the game for us at the end. Right. Um, Rakeem Boyd hasn't been Arkansas's number one back this year. It's been Traylon Smith, actually. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Our, uh, Traylon Smith's had more. Like I think, I think he had two hundred more yards on the season than uh, Rakeem Boyd. So that wasn't as big, I think, as some people were. Because people remember last year that uh, Rakeem Boyd was an uh, absolute stud. He hasn't really been that great this year. Okay. Um, what else did you say? I'm losing my spot. Well, here. I'll tell you what I said before, which was um, I, I felt like, well, let's just go back. to The, the end of the second half was it, I almost had like a, a stroke <laughs> at the end of the second half. Because I started remembering. You mean the end of the first half? The end of the first half. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I started remembering yeah. all the years with sure. Les Miles. Yeah. I'm t- I'm t- I'm talking I, like yeah that exactly. Was, that was the worst part of the game, coaching wise. I thought. But then when I started looking at the entire game plan as a whole and this win, and could we have won by more? Yeah. Could yeah. we have lost the game? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Should it have been this close? Uh, it, 
but we've made it that close. And it was one of those kind of like ugly, like, I just feel gross. Like I, and here's why I really feel gross is because that's where we used to be. We used to do this all the time. Um, I felt like we graduated from that last year. Absolutely. And I don't ever want to go back to that place again. Yeah, and you know, we, we here did, I was we were, again. We were the big deniers here, all off season. Here I was we're again. We're not going back. We're not going. We're going. Back. We don't take any step back. We're yeah, back. we're a fucking hearts and guts. We're championship mm-hmm. mindset. 2019, 2020. Don't yeah. blink. We're coming. Right. All that bullshit. Um, and I've said this before. We uh, 2019. We came. We shot our load. We came, and now we're having a problem getting it up again in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach O's not, but we are. Coach O, yeah, he's. <laughs> it was that's that's kind of what made me feel gross about the whole win, and um, I know I'm a curmudgeon I, and I'm I'm a miserable person, but <laughs> like, I can't help I can't help but think like the dec- we we took a serious step back this year. Sure, and I I'm thinking of it more of a grandeur grandeur level. Like, we shouldn't be in the spot. Like we should be, I, I don't care how many guys we lost in the in the draft. I don't care that it's COVID. Everybody's dealing with that bullshit. Like we should be at a different level right now. And I feel like this is a mismanagement of where we were at the end of 2019. Like yeah. we could be at a different level right now if it was managed differently and better. And we aren't. We're just not. We aren't. Mm-hmm. Now we're having to squeak out victories against a half-manned Arkansas team. And I don't think anybody's appreciating that. Like, I think people are trying to look at the positives, which is great that TJ Finley, a freshman quarterback, wins the game, all this stuff, you know. I mean, like, go back to last week. I mean, I wasn't too sure if we were going to win the game. So, like, it started off. After after the game, I was happy that we won. Well, I went back to work. I went back to work today in the office and I saw my pick them. And I had a one side, which was my LSU Homer picks. And then I had the other side, which is my realistic picks. I had LSU winning on the, on the realist. I mean the Homer side, 31, 27. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking if we were going to win, this is the way we're going to win. Sure. <laughs> and sure enough, that's the yeah. way we won. And then on the other side, I had it, um, I think it was 28, 31. So I had us losing by three points. Right. Yeah. And it could Dude, have been either way. Freaking Derry Beckwith came on last week, said we're going to lose by 28 18. to 10. Yeah. He I mean, said that dude said we we're going to lose by three scores. So um, I was happy that we won the game I, there. And there were at, immediately following the game. Okay. You said on Twitter, there were no improvements other than that. We won the game. And I was like, that's crazy, man. That's like, <laughs> I mean, that's insane <laughs> to say. Like, there, I, were, there were clear points that we dude, improved. I was. Um, and that we showed, like, life. I was wasted by 11 a.m. <laughs> kickoff, first and of all. Something about the, the conservatism uh, that we showed all game. Uh, I don't think we're going to do that when we play a team that we know hmm. we're not going to be able to get stops against. All right, like so A&M this week. Let's move on to A&M this sure, week. Sure, let's talk about it. Uh, right, I think it, we know that we're not going to be able to get stops as I haven't seen as, as much Texas A&M games as probably you have this year. Oh, um, I haven't watched them very much either. Okay, actually. so I, I know they move the ball up and down. And, but they I do know at the same time as us. I do know Jimbo Fisher's offense mm-hmm. is a little bit more pro style and not so spread. And in my opinion, that kind of gives us a little bit more of an advantage. I agree. But can we stop the run? And I think it. I think I this think game. I think this game is a battle of if can we stop the run and can we run the ball? Because 
I, in my mind, I've already got my mind made up that that ga- that offensive game plan that you saw last week, I that's it. That's all we got this year. You think that's it? Yes. Uh, I don't. You think I, I we're going to go out a little gonna bit? Be a, I think it's going to be a similar game plan, but just more aggressive. Like, I think it's going to be that offense. Like, that's this is the offense, but it's going to be – we're going to take more chances. I think we're going to take more shots. That's, that's just what I think. Hmm. I don't think so. I think I think what you see is what you get right now, and I'm not seeing. Uh, I, I hope, saw. I hope you're wrong. I saw one. Um, I, think I saw a double move last week. I saw a double move on Saturday. Racy McMath made a double move. He was wide oh, yeah, ass yeah, open. Wide open. Yeah, yeah, and awesome. guess what? Uh, you do it again, I and it it's gonna too. be it's gonna be fucking open again. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen a double move all damn year. Yeah. Um, no double moves. No trick plays. We haven't seen anything to help the offense get an advantage over the defense yeah. all fucking year. And now I, we need it now more than ever. Right. You're going to need points in the worst way. You know what I'm scared of? The biggest thing I'm scared of is that Texas A&M has, I think, the best run defense in the SEC. Yeah. That's, that's terrifying. Because I, I don't know what this offense is going to do when they well, can't run the ball. We saw what they could. Exactly. We, we saw what happened when they couldn't run the ball against Auburn. Yeah. They, they, it's like, oh, oh, what are we going to do now? We scratched all of our game plan. Yeah. Like, I I feel like it's um, it's like we're missing one guy on the offensive staff. I can't think of who that guy would be, but <laughs> there's one guy that I feel like we're missing Some this year. Young, creative, probably. I don't know, I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, um, so defensively though, yeah. Uh, if I feel like if we can't stop the run, we're dead in the water. Um, I feel like this is actually. In a strange way, a better matchup for our defense than it is for our off for our offense. Yeah. Okay. In a, in a strange way, I think uh, just in terms of the matchup itself, like mm-hmm. the way our defense likes to play versus the way our offense likes to play and how they match up. Okay. Uh, I, I think we can stop the run. I I A and M has a really really good offensive line. So Isaiah Spiller's good. Yeah. I do know that. Um, and I don't know how much it's he's good as his he has just gaping holes all the time. So how much is it also going to be motivation for Texas A&M to put it on us? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I know that's going to be everybody for the rest of the year <laughs> yeah. is going to be motivated to put it on us. Um, it helps that we're not ranked and that we're a two-score dog. Yeah. I, look, I <sighs> – I wanted I want to be super positive, so I I did the same thing today. I did my picks on the board because I'm not going to be in there on Thursday. Okay, you and did your picks I took a picture of it because I will post it later in the week. But my LSU homer pick, well, let me just look it up because I might f- forget uh, already. Uh, my LSU homer pick was LSU 34, Texas A&M 31. <laughs> we got to score a lot of points. Yeah, we got to score points. I don't think we're scoring that many points. That, that we're not going to win. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. going to score at least 28, right? Hint, hint. I'm not going to pick us to win. Okay. <laughs> um, here's my realistic pick. You want to hear this one? 34-17, Texas A&M. That's pretty close to where I'm at. Okay. I, I haven't quite put that in my put my score in my head yet, but so if I'm probably pretty close to there. That's my whole point with this is if we're going to win the game, we have to score points and we have to go balls out. Like – you can't yeah. try to – you can't just play the game to hide your defense because that's exactly what was going on against Arkansas. You were trying to keep your defense off the field. They they got stops, and it was great. Yeah. But eventually, that's 
it's still the 2020 LSU defense. They're going to give up points, right? I think this defense needs to get a little. I mean, I know we got the pick, returned it to the one. I think we need to get even more turnovers, though. Just yeah. one's not going to be enough this week. No. You got to help the offense this week. The offense needs to score points, and you need to get turnovers. You need to get stops. And uh, you're still going to you're still going to give up a ton of points. Yeah. You're still going to do it. But that's the only way for this. I, I think they just need to flip that mindset this year and just know this is who we are. And you got to go out. You got to go throw the ball downfield. You got to you got to you can't be conservative with trying to hold on to the ball and not score points like it doesn't make any. It doesn't do you any good. Yeah. It doesn't do you any good to have the ball at the 10-yard line with 21 seconds left, and you don't take any shots in the end zone. Like, none. Mm-hmm. And you end up kicking the field. You run the ball and kick a field goal. That's <sighs> that's that's less miles oh, that's bullshit, so bush league, yeah. and I'm done with it. Yeah, that's, that's where my terrible. frustration that, comes from, Jack. No, I, I completely hear you on the end of the first half. That was atrocious. I mean, that was so bad. I That's mean, the stuff how much that we had like a minute and a half that when I'm we t- crossed the fifty. That's Jack, so terrible. And I'm I'm I was I was feeling positive. Ugh. Now I'm back negative no, 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 again. I, I, let's okay. It's, it's so, but that's oof. the stuff that makes me feel a little weird about this team right now. Is we were we were at the pinnacle last year. We were the best ever, and. We had a we had a a great ch- chance to stay at an elite level, and boom, we're we're back in 2015, all over again. Yeah, and it's man, it's very disheartening for I'd me. I take that 2015 team right now, man. <sighs> I'd take some Leonard Fournette running the fuck over people. <laughs> that would be great. So it's like, it's like we're we're playing with that mindset, but we don't we don't have the physicality of those teams. Right. At the same time, it's just. It's a bad mix. Well, sp- speaking of a bad mix, let's let's go check out what um, the crazies are saying on Tiger Droppings. Now it's time for your favorite segment, Tiger Droppings Posts of the Week. All right, guys, we, and we're taking a look at the college football top 25 as we're doing this in Northwestern. Number, number eight. eight. That's awesome. I love that. Ugh. I mean, they just beat the hell out of Wisconsin. This they week. did. I thought Wisconsin was a good team, too. Yeah, it's so weird. When teams come in there and they – you ever watch Northwestern at home? And they got What's the name of their coach? He's so he's Pat so Fitzgerald. Good. He was he's a great. linebacker in the 90s and – yeah, he's doing a hell of a job over there. I feel uh, like they, every every couple. He's years been there for a long time. And has he? Yes, and oh, the last couple though. years they weren't great. Oh, they went to the Big Ten championship like two years ago. Uh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Tiger Droppings. What are these? What are these goofballs talking about? SEC Network guy saying that Finley is quote seeing ghosts when passing the ball, talking about whenever he's. Uh, this is John Sinchcom, or was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he was saying on the game-winning touchdown pass, okay. Finley, uh, he's sitting in there for a while, and then once he's sitting there for long enough, he starts running, mm-hmm. uh, then stops, then makes the throw. Okay. And after the play, Cinch comes like, 
Well, I think Finley's over there. He's seeing ghosts. I don't know what he's scrambling for. He He's scrambling because he's, like, there's nowhere to throw the ball, so he's got to do something. Yeah. He can't just stand there still. And, and Sinchcomb should know this. And the way that he ran, he ran to his right, dragged the linebacker right, and then he was able to throw to the left of the linebacker. Nah, there's nothing, like, to, on, criti- nothing to criticize TJ Finley, right. especially on that drive. That was a great drive. I, I think... You can criticize Coach O. You can criticize the refs. The refs were terrible. Yep. Matt Stinchcomb had the worst day on Saturday of anybody. <laughs> that dude's a fucking idiot. Dude, he's terrible. Yeah, he wasn't good. Oh, my God. Both announcers weren't very good. Yeah, I didn't care about the play-by-play guy. I usually don't care about the play-by-play guy, except for Joe Buck. I hate Joe Buck. Um, man, I mean, just the, the targeting calls... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The one on Ricks, I thought the one on Ricks was, like, pretty cl- – I mean, granted, I'm an LSU fan, but I thought the one on Ricks, I thought that was a clean hit. He led with the shoulder. He, he made a very good attempt to not have targeting. Now, he should have got thrown for uh, unsportsmanlike yeah, conduct. But, That's um, what I thought they were throwing the flag for. I, that, me too. Uh, and then on the second one with Arkansas, uh, I think it was Catalan. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't know how this could possibly be. And then – it's like oh, a, it's targeting. It's like yeah. a major blow to the head. <laughs> hey, speaking of blow to the head, Texas A&M number five in the first playoff poll. There you go. They have something to play for, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they sure do. Um, all right. I'll so w- what? One. What else are these uh, these uh, wackadoo, wackadoos talking about? Bengals are line sucks. Oh, sure. It's just a topic on here. Yeah. They're bad. Yeah. We knew that. Joe Burrow is... Uh, I feel like everybody's really jumping on the Bengals and saying, like, oh, this organization, like, is going to kill Joe Burrow. Like, eh. No. I mean, it doesn't, he, he was going to have to go somewhere with a bad O-line. They that's, can just, all, I mean, that's all the bad teams. Exactly. So. And it's hard It's hard to, to get picked first, man. Like, yeah. it's usually a team that needs, like, a lot. Right. Um, right. And what what else are they supposed to do? Like, yeah. Well, and then someone said, uh, I think the coach said, like, I forget his name. I, Zach, uh, Taylor. Zach Taylor. Yeah, everybody's said, ripping on him, man. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I mean, that's just what happens sometimes. And people are like, oh, you should have, uh, you should have protected him better. Or no, you should, the you should, you should be a little bit more, line. you should be a little bit more, uh, like, upset about it, is the <laughs> way they were saying, it. like. Ugh. It's, yeah, it's they, he still have, they like, still have a team to coach, you know. It's such fake outrage. But that sometimes. was a um, that was a terrible hit Ugh. on Joe Burrow. That was awful. It, I, it, it did make my skin crawl a little about, bit. That's about as much as I want to talk about that. That was awful. What uh, else are they saying? Notre Dame number two. Notre Dame number two. Yeah, that's about. Wow, Clemson's ahead of Ohio State. Yeah, but Ohio State's only played like two games, right? Three games. But they're undefeated. So what? Yeah, I guess so. They haven't played anybody yet. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they I guess they're really not giving them credit for that Indiana win. <laughs> Jeez. I know. Oh, Indiana did come back, so it made it a close game. Yeah, I know. They only lost by seven. That's all I got. Um, all right, so what else do we want to talk about with uh LSU football? I, I guess we're not gonna be in the playoff conversation, are we? Oklahoma's number eleven. How about that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get in any uh, any love with the committee this year. I did see bowl bowl projections. BYU's number fourteen. Yeah. Holy cow! Like that's low. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, the AP's got them at like eight. 
they did just pussy out. Yeah. They deserve so it. this they deserve, deserve it. they deserve this right now. Yeah. <laughs> they should they they probably thought they were going to be ranked a lot higher than this, and did. that's why they didn't take the Washington game. Yeah. Um, and then I was reading something that like Still Washington, ridiculous. They they tried to negotiate with Washington to come to Provo, mm. and Washington said no, and then BYU said no. Then All we're right, not going to we'll do it. Right. Okay. Um, so I don't know. There was more to it, but still, you got to sure. take the game, bro. Like. Yeah. You need everything if you, you want can to get. make the playoff. If you right. really want to do this, right. yeah. yeah. If you just want to have an undefeated season and be UCF, that's and great. Dude, they're good enough to make the playoff. That's a good team. Uh, what's his name? Zach. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, that quarterback's a stud. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I really think he is. I think he's. I mean, they, they, I think he's going to end up being a first round. The player. only team they've beaten is Boise State, um, and that's not like. Who knows what that is? Like, I don't yeah, know if that's, that's good or not. Right, um, especially in 2020. So LSU bowl first game, I think too. LSU bowl projections. There was two of them. There was uh, LSU are projecting us to go to a bowl. Well, everybody's going to a bowl this year. That's right. Yeah, so there is no limitations on how many games you win and all that stuff. Right. Um, okay. They have us at, in the Texas Bowl against playing Texas. Texas. Nice. And there's Wait, another one. Fuck, I don't want to play Texas. There's another one where we go to the Outback Bowl against. Indiana. Oh, I don't want to play Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Penix. Look, uh, it, it doesn't. Sam Ellinger. Dude, I'm not interested in either of those guys. Dude, it doesn't matter who we play. We're going to give up 30. I just want to play. Can we play like one of those Big Ten teams that like doesn't have any offense going? Like, can we play Michigan? What? I think we could beat Michigan this year. Oh, absolutely. Dude, Penn State's awful. Let's play Penn State. Yeah, let's play Penn State. Penn State's worse than us. That would be the battle of the two teams that were preseason ranked really high and then fell off the radar, LSU and Penn State. I think that would be a good game. Penn State is horrible. They are making me feel so good about the international Dude, I'll just be honest with you. There's not a lot of teams that I really want to play right now. Oh, I'd love to play Penn State. I really would. really would. I think we could beat them by 40. All right, so Texas A&M, do you know what a score would be if you were to make it? 38 to 20. 38 20. Okay. I like that. We're going to have to figure out our one team, one podcast score. Let, let's yeah. just go with mine this week. 34 17. Yeah. Um, 20, actually, I f- so don't feel like 20 is. I'm probably giving LSU a little too much credit there. But we think that um, Alabama is going to be the fifth, December 5th. Oh, yeah. Th- that would be next week. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's where, that's where. It seems like it's going. Uh, SEC chose not to release their um, December 5th TV schedule yet, okay. I'm assuming, because they're trying to move some games to December 5th. So it would be Alabama, Florida, and then on Ole the 19th, Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah. Right. Okay. I wonder what time that Ole Miss game would be. Who knows? Uh, well, what time is the SEC championship game? 2.30. I thought they moved it back to primetime again. It was at 2.30 last year. I know, but this this it's always been at four o'clock. Actually, oh yeah, that's right. They, sure. I think they're moving it to prime time this year. If I remember right, I don't really, I don't really know. I'd have to look that up. But I think so. If, if they're prime time, then they're going to move those other games to another time yeah, slot, just a few hours before at least. Yeah, that way, uh, they probably would yeah, play all of the other games. Play them at the same time, right? All yeah. of the other games would be earlier in the day because there's going to be a lot of different games. Probably, yeah. On the 19th. Sounds like A and M's also going to be playing on uh, so, December 19th. Um, Missouri and Vanderbilt are playing this weekend. Um, that oh, wasn't really? even scheduled. That wasn't like they they went ahead and flipped early it. Early October, I remember. They it went ahead and flipped it now to where they're playing this weekend because 
yeah, I think Missouri was going to have another game canceled. Mm. So they went ahead and How's made the Missouri game up. even been doing? I haven't even been following them. Who knows? But Dazzle Sack, I think he's still – he's okay. But he, he, uh, nobody lights anybody up like they did against LSU. Sure. But the LSU game is the swan song. You know, the one thing that I was kind of surprised about, Auburn actually looked good. I mean, I know it's Tennessee, and Tennessee's pretty terrible this year. Yeah, Garantana's, Tennessee jumped out early, and I thought – is awful. I had Tennessee covering at least on that. but Did, um, did they cover? No, they lost about 13, and there was like 10 and a half. Mm. Um, but Tennessee had some opportunity. I think there was like a 100-yard interception return for a touchdown. So Tennessee was about to score. Auburn returns all the way back for a touchdown. Jesus. Auburn's had a lot of that bullshit this year <laughs> where they have like these Auburn returns. Like, come on, bro. Auburn freaking Jesus. I it's told I told J-Boy, like, and I think it was Eli, like, hey, I know y'all are like – Y'all really are thinking about this LSU win. I, I want y'all to be a little bit cautious of that. <laughs> no, and like, then, And then Jeremy Pruitt and them come in, give them a little extra confidence. Yeah. So now they're going to be like, <laughs> oh, no, Iron, Bowl. We, Iron Bowl. Let's we, we got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see a lot of Auburn fans talking some shit this week. It's shocking. Oh, I know. It's stunning. Uh, what's the spread on that one? Do you know? I think, dude, I think so, Alabama's favored by like 24. And are we insane. still at 14 and a half? That is 14 just a few hours ago. Um, my friend Brandon, um, he took it at 12 right when it came out. He said he unloaded on AM at 12. 12? <laughs> yeah. Really? I never Because he knew 12. it was going to shot. It was like legit right yeah, when that it must came have out. Yeah, shot up like immediately. Yeah, Alabama's favored by 24 and a half. Oh, my God. Those poor guys. I got to see what the first half line is on Jeez. that one. Um, Any interesting lines this week? Not yeah, really. so LSU. Ole Miss favored by nine and a half. LSU 14 and a half. We both think that A&M would cover that. Um, that's a sad, it's a yeah. sad, sad time in Baton yeah. Rouge. Um, I, there, There is this weird part of me, though, that's just like. My I, gut is saying, like, we're going to win this game just yes, because it's A&M. Exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm just so accustomed to beating them I just and them choking I in just, these situations. I keep thinking, and it's so irrational, and there's a lot of irrational LSU fans, especially on Twitter, and you know who you are, um, that are automatically going to be like, okay, um, LSU's just going to show up, and they're going <laughs> to... I mean, they're going to... You know we're going to come out fired up, and we're going to go up... This 14. is brick wall. We're going <laughs> to... Gonna go up fourteen nothing early. We're gonna have some heart and guts. <laughs> College Station. I mean, we're gonna be in front of in front of a whole bunch of uh, Aggie fans these in the stands. Are, these are people that I believe watch LSU like videos of LSU running out the tunnel every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you watch LSU running out the tunnel every morning, I mean, there's no way you're gonna think we're ever gonna lose a game. It's no. just so hype. But but to think that. Players on this team. All right, let's just talk about this. Um, the part there's a couple of a couple of people that are very loud um, who have other shows and on Twitter, and they talk about how the fans need to bring the energy um, to help the team. I think that's complete bullshit. It's. Are you talking about Jake Bambino? Yeah, Jake Bambino. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> That fans have something and like fans being negative or criticizing is like a bad thing. Um, and how it impacts the team. 
Well, they twist your words a lot too. It's frustrating. Yeah, but you this can't is even talk to them. But it's so stupid. Like right. the whole argument is so dumb. Right. Like what I say on Twitter has no impact on anything. The game plan and the scheme and the players who are making tackles on the field or anything. Yes. <laughs> it's so dumb. Um and the whole All right. Hearts and guts and champion mindset. That's what we. That's what brick wall says. Um, and maybe what they're saying is that like our podcast just has so much traction and like so much like impulse impact. We have on the, we're bringing the fucking energy, guys. Yeah, I mean, we're we're right we're right there on a thousand <laughs> followers. Um. So. Yeah, but the whole like the whole um, misnomer of like if you're gonna put on the uniform, you need to you need to have heart. Um, I think that's I think that's going away. I don't think that's the way some of these big time athletes think anymore. Yeah, that's old school thinking, um, and that's that's, and I don't know if that's the way they're being coached I either. Think I, I that think some players last year had that same sort of mentality. It's maybe not that specifically, but like when they put on their uniform, it meant something to them. Maybe it didn't mean like I think Derry Beckwith came on last week and he said like when I put on the uniform, I thought of uh, Ryan Clark, sure, and all these guys. But but I think last year's team they put on the uniform and it meant something to them. Maybe not specifically that, but it meant something more. Hmm. Than just like I'm gonna go play. Not just for today. LSU, right? Right, sure. but just in general because we're on a team together. Right, exactly. I think that's more of that's I can accept that more. Like, hey, we're on a team together. That last year's team was just so self motivated, and this team's just not. Yeah, and I think it's a lack of maturity. I think it's that, but I also, I, I also, and it's a lack of leadership. That's what I'm. That's what too. I'm saying. It's, it's both. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, but there's a lot of people that don't even want to, don't even want to look at the lack of right. leadership part. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say this: they also feel like Coach O is completely untouchable, um, and, and I mean with criticism. Like, sure. I, I'm not here trying to tell you that Coach O is on the hot seat and going to get fired or anything like that, because I think he's, I think he's completely safe. Sure. Um, I think 2021 is going to be a very important year. Yeah. Tell you that. Yeah. Uh, we go out there and shit the bed in 2021. Guess what? Uh, there's a what, lot of money being pumped into this program. What would he have to go in 2021 to make sure that he's not – people aren't talking about his job? Uh, think you eight win and four. Eight and four, that's it? You go seven and five? I think eight and four might still be pushing it. Really? Yeah. I think I think you got to go at least nine and three and win a bowl game. To – I think you got to go at least – You're trying to talk about it, saving it, your job? Just – so people aren't talking about your job. Oh like to, no! To yeah. not to not have people talking about the hot seat. I think I think you got to get to at least ten wins, including the bowl game. Mm, yeah, uh, I'm just trying to say like I think if you go uh, seven and five in 2021, you're gone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't even talking about that. Jeez. I, and that's what seven I'm thinking. This gone. year, you're you're gonna. I, in my opinion, you're gonna end up three and seven. Seven and five might be might do it actually. Three and seven, seven and five. Uh, yeah, we we pay him way too much money for that. Yeah, I mean, he's we making, what, pump eight, way no. too much money into this program. You went fifteen and zero, and this yeah. is where we are. That's not acceptable. Yeah, yeah, fifteen and zero. I appreciate it. Like you, I give you all the credit for that. Yeah. 
But when you go three and seven, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you all the credit for that as well. Well, Auburn did the exact same thing with Gene Chizik, <laughs> and it worked out pretty well for them with Gus Malzahn. Yeah, did it? I mean, I yeah, no. It, I, better I, than Gene Chizik. Sure. You know I mean? And I, I, I wish. They're a better place now than if they would have stuck with Gene Chizik. And well, guess what everybody said about Gene Chizik back then? Like, he with Cam Newton, he is this record. Without Cam Newton, he is this record. Are we going to say the same thing about Joe Burrow and Joe Brady? is we're at this record and without them. That's the stuff that I need to see different. And whenever yeah. I get to this 27-24 Arkansas game, I still feel really, really queasy about it. And I'm like, I, I don't know where we are, man. Like, you, you try to tell me, like, where we, you know, are we on the coming up? I don't know. Like, or is this who we are? I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I, I had it all figured out, and now I'm not sure anymore. I think why I'm more optimistic that Coach O will be not Gene Chizik is just because T.J. Finley has come in and he's looked so good. Yeah. And that's with pretty bad O-line play for the most part. Right. Um, and I think next year – I think we're going to have a better O-line next year, and that's going to be huge for the offense first off. Mm -hmm. And I can't see how the defense gets anything but significantly better next year. Yeah. Um, and we talk about this every week, how I think that the defense just naturally has to get better because they're historically bad. Right. Um, so what we're going to do now, we're going to take a look at voicemails from you guys. It's time for some voicemails. Let's hear what you can tell us. All right, so I think we have one, and we had it from Wesley, so let's get into it. Yeah, I just wanted to call in about um, – I was talking to the uh, Are You Serious podcast about oh, Jake Chris Bambino. Curry. Um, I know you all aren't Chris Curry. Chris Curry fans, but nope. the more I think no. about it, um, I really don't know why he hasn't been given a true opportunity. Um, Probably because he's not he – left that, He came out of that first game against State. He rushed for <laughs> – 47 yards on nine carries, average 5.2 yards a carry. Wow. Um, nothing explosive, I know. Right. But has any of the running backs really been explosive? Yes. E, you can talk about South Carolina, and I don't I think yeah. Bandy would be a good running South game Carolina's and stuff, but I think that's like two of the worst run defenses Bandy. in the SEC. South Carolina, I know, is a shitty run defense, I'm Tigers pretty sure. just went crazy against um, Arkansas. But to say – that any of the running backs have truly been impressive this year is a stretch, I think. Oh, um, you had Chris Curry get 24 carries last game, um, average like four yards a carry. That's that's not bad. Yeah, I'm not complaining about that. But I think he means Tadavis Price. I don't know. You have Chris Curry with the 18 jersey um, yeah, leadership I mean... there. Um, none of the running <laughs> Sorry, Wesley, I cut you off. Yeah, it, I, you, it, I had a disconnection on the line. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, I don't look. I, I, here's what I'll say about Chris Curry, and I I, I mentioned this to you the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, every every conversation that we end up having about LSU football this year, um, I end up keep I go towards the um, the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And I start looking at last year, mm -hmm. and I start looking at this year, 
especially if those players played last year and now they're playing this year. Um, that Oklahoma game, Chris Curry looked fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I understand he had a different offensive line. I understand Joe Brady was there. And Joe Burrow. Um, did he not look... And ex- better receivers. Did, did he look explosive? Yeah. Hey, dude, he had so much more room to run. It's not even close. So are we putting these guys in the right positions? There's just not as much talent around them. So it's just... It's have we hard. seen ty- Have we seen Chris Curry out of the backfield catching balls? Yeah, he's dropped multiple passes this year. Why is he dropping passes? Because he's not good. <laughs> we, I mean, I, well, I, when he doesn't have the greatest, co- the greatest quarterback of all time in college football throwing him the ball, he's not as good. That's that's how I see it. I don't know, man. It, all this stuff keeps going back to preparation to me. Um, intangibles, um, how many times are they going out and catching balls in the off season? Yeah. Um, that it wasn't just on the players to do that. Um, dude, I just keep, I keep thinking that the coaching staff is not, is not in it like they were last year. Like there is a no, lack the coaches of are not as good as detail oriented coaches. coaching going on that is and perfectly correct. Um, when you got guys like Chris Curry, who he balled out against Oklahoma, yeah, um, we've talked about. I think I just th- I my think thing the with that Oklahoma game, I think any of our running backs could have balled out in that game, dude. Like there, the, there was just so much space. But did when you watched that game, did you see? Okay, he doesn't need to even be on the field. Like that's how we are right now. Is Chris Curry no. doesn't even he doesn't need no, to get any touches. Like, he wasn't like Leonard Fournette. Like he kinda, right. like he kind of is now. Uh, like you I don't mean, even want him on the field. You don't even want D- uh, Damone Clark on the field. But I, it's not quite the same because, like, I don't think he sucks. I just think, like, Emery and Ty Davis-Price are just so much better. And well, whenever, I, I, whenever they get the ball, I'm happy. I agree with, with you, and with I, I think I'm just trying to play a little bit more devil's advocate yeah, of, absolutely. like, okay, that. what's what's going on with the coaching part of it because – did these players just automatically turn into terrible players? Right. Well, and, and it's – I think a big thing is that we just – our offensive line just isn't as good this year. I agree with that, and I'm I'm with you there. Which it's I, like That's why it's kind of tough to blame that on coaches because they are working Speaking of John Stinchcomb, that was another uh, beauty when uh, – actually, it was the play-by-play guy, and he said, uh, you know, Dari Rosenthal is back in the game. Um from being suspended, and that, that's good for LSU because that, he's one of the best left tackles in the country. Oh boy! <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair. A hot take, right? I there. almost fell. Out, I I immediately Look, grabbed Derek, my glass I, and I, I shot the bourbon in my face. Like, like I mean, <laughs> that's what I did. I, I, Dare Rosenthal is a is a good left tackle in my opinion. Uh, I think it's just going to take a little bit more time for him. And he, he's pretty young. He's got a few years left. I agree on his uh, on his contract. So on his contract, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on his Our Lady of the Lake. Contract. <laughs> uh, Jack is throwing it out there. Um, yeah, um, I mean, you think about those guys that we had last year. Sadiq Charles is, I think, he's starting for the um, for the football team. I I know Lloyd Cushenberry is starting for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Damien, uh, Damien Lewis. It, is that, that is yeah, Damien Lewis. Damien? 
Yeah, um, he is. He's, he was starting right guard for the Seahawks. He was like top PFF he played, guard. He played center last week. Did he? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. They didn't okay. have any. They they were they didn't have any centers. That was for so, the Seahawks. Yeah. Okay, so is Posick still there? Ethan's Posick. Po, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's still there or not. I know he was, and he was playing well. Actually, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, Lewis was playing center for them a couple weeks ago. Okay. And but he's their starting right guard. He's been playing pretty well this year. Um, who else did you lose? You also lost, I guess, Adrian McGee, but you replace him with Ed Ingram. So yeah. that's kind of a because Ed Ingram was really he can't he came in at the end right. anyway. Yeah. Um. So hey, dude, Chase and Hines has been fine, but he's just meh. You know. Well, do you Liam Shanahan just isn't talented enough to play in the SEC. You know what I think too, though, is um I, and I have to. I, I joined a group. It was like an offensive line group just to kind of get a little bit more. I wanted to get more understanding of like zone read concepts or not zone read concepts, just zone blocking concepts. Okay. Um, because I see what we're doing and I'm not all too familiar with how they set up uh, the blocking for, for different holes and gaps that they need to, to open up for the running back. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of, um, a lot of holes for running backs to run through. I'm just not. Right. There's just nothing. They there. pounded into the into the line, and then they just got to get what they get. I, um, I think such a. Big I also thing don't see a lot of outside running at all. I mean, Shanahan just gets blown up every play. Uh, mm. I just don't think he's built to play in the SEC. Um, and I appreciate the fact that he is going from the Ivy League to the SEC, and that's a huge, huge transition, yeah. And, like, he's done pretty well for a guy that has to make that transition, but right. he's still just not an SEC-caliber offensive I line. saw uh, Auburn posted on their Twitter today that they got a uh, a transfer from uh, Harvard. I think it's another guy that. from Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, uh, it's another Ivy League guy yeah. coming to Auburn. Mm-hmm. They are like, woo. And I was, I was about to tweet, like, <laughs> eh, hold, on, hold your horses yeah. there. I, like okay, so you remember when Shanahan committed, and we were like, "Oh, this is gonna be great. He'll be an excellent depth guy." Mm-hmm. And then they were like, "Oh, he's starting. He's, he's starting center." Yeah, like, but we were like, we we were still living yeah, on this whole true. 2019 and we dream. Were just like, oh, that must mean he's a stud. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Cocho gives us this whole like, you know, that was back when we trusted everything Cocho said. Yeah, he would say, "Oh, he's he's stepping right in exactly the way we need him. He's so smart up front and all that." Um, our defense is better than it's ever been so with Aranda. <laughs> you know, Coach O has learned a lot from, from okay. his mistakes over the offseason already. He doesn't oh say anything in press conferences now. So um, <laughs> He doesn't try to project anything for players anymore. I, I will say this. I heard um, breaking news, saucy. This is a sauce um, that uh, Scott, sauce? Scott Woodward Ooh. brought – Cocho into his office after the leaked um, blonde-haired girl photo. Oh yeah, and said, "That's never happening again. Ever will it happen again?" Mm. Um, not to say like you can't do that anymore, but you can't ever have a picture taken of you um, for that to happen again. Yeah. You have to be smarter than that. Yeah, um, that happened in the middle of the fucking year yeah. of a losing season. So bad that you had to bring in your head coach to talk to him about a girl taking a selfie with you and blasting it out, yeah, to her ex boyfriend to make him mad. 
That's what's her was ex husband. No, it was boyfriend. Okay. So that's the kind of shit that's going on that I, bro, I'm just feel, I just feel uncomfortable. I just feel uncomfortable. Um, I know I'm a big Debbie Downer. I get it. Uh, I'm a miserable guy, but, uh, you have to hear me out. And I, I feel like when you hear me out, I can make a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) But I, I also think that you've, you've come a long way this week, you know? I have. Look, I want us to win. Hey, everybody. I want LSU to win. Mm-hmm. I want LSU to bask in the glory. I remember um, this was the big uh, Matt Moscona thing a few years ago, when like everyone he would would, always pick LSU to lose. He wouldn't always pick LSU to lose, but he would just he he would pick what he thought was going to happen, and he would get so many people like you hate LSU, you always want them to lose, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think eventually now now he's just kind of a homer, which is I don't know how he made that turn, but. I don't either. Uh, I can't stand him. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, talk about somebody that I I can stand, and that's Brandon Lejean at Lejean. 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 Um, Brandon. I was calling him Brandon Lejeune forever because I'm a Baton Not. Rouge. Yeah, I was calling him uh, Brandon Lejeune, <laughs> and it's actually Brandon Lejean. Lejean. Um, so Brandon over at courtesy Buick GMC and Lafayette courtesy automotive group. Um, he is dude. He is, he called me today. He's still pumping out 2021s like crazy. And he actually got, he, so everybody's been, uh, buying like pre he's been pre-selling 2021, uh, GMC Denali Yukons. They've been pre-selling them for a long time. And as they come in, people just come and pick up what they've already bought. Um, well, he actually had a demo come in that was um, not pre-sold, and so he posted it on his Facebook. He got it sold in like a day, like a pre a, a not pre-sold 2021 GMC Denali Yukon rolling in is like gold right now. So, guys, you got to follow him on Facebook. Whenever he posts these kind of things, you got to jump on them quick. So if you're in the market, instead of waiting on a pre-sold car to come in, and right now going back to phase two again, uh, we're hoping that the factories don't have to don't have a um, have anybody sitting out on on the on the inventory. So that way the inventory can still stay in the intact. Um, but jump on any kind of deal that he has. Uh, 2021's like crazy. He's got GMC Sierras as well. Um, he's got deals going on with uh, Enclaves, Buicks as well. So check it out. Uh, Brandon Lejean over at Courtesy, Buick, GMC, and Lafayette. And check out his hit list. <laughs> Ask him about the hit list uh, whenever you see him. Uh, also talk to him about uh, LSU basketball. He loves him some uh, Will Wade. Oh, yeah. You, you've been under a rock? Um, and... Let's talk about Bear Process Safety. Adam Barry. Bear took a little trip um, this weekend to Atlanta. Oh, yeah? To go to the College Football Hall of Fame. Did he they, took a little trip did, over there. Have they fixed it yet? Yeah. He, they, oh, yeah. They from the riots? They, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. They, like everything got stolen or no? Yeah, they fixed it up. Okay. So he went and they took a little weekend getaway to Atlanta. Cool. I don't know where yeah, else I've, they went. I've, I've walked by it a few times. Um, cool. He saw Charles Alexander, which was one of oh, our nice. guys in our uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. our other podcast. He took a little picture with his uh, little... His SWATs gear? <laughs> no, he didn't have his SWATs gear on. Uh, but I meant Charles Alexander. No, he didn't gear. have it on either. Um, come on, man. Um, but uh, check out Bear Process Safety. Um, Bear PS 
Uh, they do a lot of process safety work with industrial plants. Um, so check him out. He's booking up some time for 2021 to talk to you guys with the safety managers. Um, if anybody's interested or anybody has any questions, reach out to Bear. He would love to help you out. Big LSU fan also. And then uh, hopefully we can get back on the same page with our schedules so we can do the Home Dogs podcast. We haven't done that in a couple of weeks. But uh, Bear, Bear likes to talk some betting, my friend. Ooh. He really does. The Bear. The Big Orange Bear. Uh, so check it out, guys. Also, uh, check out our um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. We've been pumping out a lot of uh, LSU, Texas A&M stuff this week, right? Yeah. I can't stand Texas A&M. Yeah. I hate them with a passion. Um, I, I, I will uh, go ahead and say I have a, a game for the next, from the last, every game from the last 10 years pulled up. Okay. Couldn't find any clips from 2018. Oh uh, yeah, that's been a race somewhere. Uh, I just there's it's nowhere to be found. So uh, that I might not I, I might not have anything for that on Friday. That's fine. If we have to go without that one year, it's mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. But I think we've won. We've won every year. Um, Multiple times in 2018. <laughs> yeah, we won three times in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, so check us out: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, also, I uh, you don't even know this. I posted a TikTok today. Oh Jesus. And it's basically me trying to learn how to do TikTok. <laughs> so go check it out. One team, one podcast. Did you do like TikTok. a dance? No, I didn't do a dance. I was sitting Are in my office looking dances? like an old man trying to figure out how to do fucking TikTok. That's what it looked like. <laughs> so go check it out if you want to. Uh, you may be entertained. I'm not sure. Yeah, I saw uh, an email on the... Uh, that somebody activated the TikTok? Yeah, on our, on our <laughs> <laughs> I got a young kid in my office who's trying to teach me how to do TikTok. And I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll try it, whatever. I don't, I don't really care at this point. Um, anyway, uh, check us out on all the social media platforms. Hey guys, we are going to post this one, uh, tonight, uh, probably have it up for you on Wednesday morning. And then we are going to be doing Wednesday night. We're going to be doing a show. So tomorrow night, um, for a basketball preview. Right. So yeah, and then you can listen to it on the way to your in-laws for Thanksgiving. That's right. And LSU basketball will be playing on Thursday night. So this will be a perfect lead in to basketball season. Mm -hmm. So uh, we love us some uh, LSU basketball. You've been under a rock. Um, And we'll have that for you uh, tomorrow. But uh, with that, we will cut it short. Yeah. 56, 58, 57 minutes, Mark. Uh, That's short. That is short for us. Yeah. We're Mm -hmm. long-winded. This is One Team, One Podcast. Logging out. We showed you what the goat was last year when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, big boy. Team one podcast? One team one podcast? Yeah, they did a good job. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team one podcast. One team one podcast. One team one podcast.